Welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Callie. It is time for another special episode, courtesy of the kind folks over at G-Kids, who sent over a screener of the film Goodbye Don Gleese, directed by Atsuko Ishizuka, who many of you may know from her acclaimed series, A Place Further Than the Universe. Goodbye Don Gleese is actually Ishizuka's first original feature film, and the plot reads as such. Teen misfits Roma, Toto, and Drop call themselves the Don Gleese, an informal name for their backyard adventures. One day, when the trio gets blamed for a nearby forest fire, they set off into the woods to prove their innocence. As disaster strikes their expedition, tensions flare between the friends as they realize that growing up has taken them on wildly different paths in life. So yeah, this is a coming-of-age story, and it's it's about being young and self-discovery, and basically what it means to be friends, which I think is really nice. I think that this film has a lot of great concepts, but for me, it, it doesn't always stick the landing. The best way that I can describe this film is that it is a well-told story with amazing animation, we'll get into that in a second, that has very little emotional depth. And when I say that, I know it sounds really harsh, but it is a very well-told story. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. It has rising action, falling action. It, it follows story beats very well. And it's very much a good, if not generic, coming-of-age story. It's kind of like The Goonies in several aspects. You've got this group of boys who are going on this journey. One of them is looking for a treasure, which is supposed to be a very big driving point of the film, but I just couldn't bring myself to care about any of them. Like, there's tension between Roma and Toto because Toto moved to Tokyo, which left Roma as the only member of the Donglis until Drop showed up a little bit before the movie started. And for some reason, when Toto comes back and they all go on this adventure after some slightly funny stuff happens, I'm supposed to have this connection I feel with the three of them, I'm supposed to relate to the three in some way, and I'm supposed to be really chipper about this journey that they're going on, but that just doesn't happen because I feel like we don't get enough time with each of the characters. And honestly, the film itself is kind of all over the place because there are flashbacks, there are several scenery changes. You don't know what's a dream, what's reality at some points. And it's just very... 
it's jarring and it's also just kind of a pain to try to keep up with at times. There's one way to look at Goodbye Donglis that I think makes it go from eh to rather impactful, but again, just not for me, but it could for somebody else. And that's that the coming of age aspect and the absolute randomness and absurdity that goes on during this adventure that the boys find themselves going on. It's kind of like this character study, not of any of these three, but a character study of the lives of teenage boys. Because you could easily say, oh yeah, I remember back in the day I had a thing for this girl and it made me pick up this passion project, which the passion project isn't really explored. Again, something that I'm supposed to be forced to care about, but it just doesn't really happen. Or, yeah, I strive to be the best because my parents pushed me, which we don't see any evidence of that other than what one character says. So it makes it hard to really believe or be moved by the fact that, yeah, I get it, you're trying hard, but it's just, I get that there's pressure, but where is the pressure? Especially because you're able to blow off tasks relatively easily, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work, and there's one character who is going on his, as he likes to call it, last adventure. And figuring out why it's his last adventure and what it means for the overall story, it is supposed to hurt. But given his interactions with the Donglis as the newest member, he really didn't have much of a rapport with the group, and maybe that's just how easily kids can make friends with one another and just come to care about each other. I mean, I've gone on trips with people. I've gone on adventures with people who I've never spoken to again. I can't say I've had deep connections with them. And, and honestly, that's the core of, I think, my issue with the film is I simply cannot relate to it. Aside from the confusing aspects of the film, even though, yes, I was once a teenage boy, yes, I have had affections for others. I've been scared. I felt like I was pushed. I don't feel like this movie is made to make me reminisce about my time as a kid. I feel like this coming-of-age story is something that maybe kids will go see with their friends, and they'll be like, oh, like I love you, man. Love you, too. This is our life. This is our adventure. We're going to live out our childhood to the best of our abilities. 
I saw this film with my friend, and we've known each other for seven years. We've done plenty of stuff together, but we were both just sitting there. We would give the occasional, <laughs> but we never had an, oh, man, or we, we, we didn't hug it out at the end, which is what we were both kind of expecting to do. I remember he was sitting up there, and he was like, yeah, man, this is basically going to be the Goonies. And he said after the film, you know what? This is not as much like the Goonies as I thought. I mean, I mean, there isn't that development that you would desire in either film. But it's just nowhere near as fun. It wasn't fun for either of us. And I think that's probably my biggest problem with Donglees. I wasn't moved emotionally and I didn't have fun. Going back to the animation, Goodbye Donglees is animated by Madhouse. So you would think, oh man, this is going to be absolute perfection from beginning to end. And I would say about 98% of it is. This is one of the most beautiful films I have seen all year. And I've seen a fair amount of films this year. I've actually gone to the movies more because pandemic still going on, but things are lightening up. Hooray, but also still please be careful. And it looks really, really good. Everything is just painted animated to perfection except for some of the cg models there's one instance where one character is riding on his bike and he's just a 3d model in a 2d world and he's close enough he's far away but he's close enough that it's a bit bothersome and then there's this one car and this was my problem with the first season of Laid Back Camp. There is this car that's CG in a 2D environment. And it just... I'm not saying that CG can't look good in 2D environments. Obviously, people do that all the time. But it just did not look good. And it was extremely jarring. I was looking at that car. And I couldn't focus on anything else around it. My probably last gripe with Goodbye Donglees, it's a double-edged sword because it's a good and bad thing. And that's the music. The music in Goodbye Donglees is very, very good. But I have this thing where there will be times where I feel like the music is telling me what to do. Or it's trying to tell me how to feel. This is something that you're going to hear a lot of when you hear me talk about anime in volume four of the Home for Anime. Because music can be used to perfection. Music can be overused. Music can be underutilized. But here music is... It's a character in the film. And it's an absolutely stunning character. But it takes up 
too much presence. It can't be ignored. And when it shows up, it overwhelms literally everything else. So I love the music I do, but the music really does mess up the flow of the film. Not that it had much flow to begin with, but I cannot stress enough, this film is very competent in its storytelling. It's just that the emotional depth was not there for me. I think this is a good film. I just don't love it. But Goodbye Donglis is definitely worth the ticket price. I think it's definitely worth being watched by anybody. And I mean anybody. It's literally rated PG. This is one of the most child-friendly movies I have seen in such a long time. Except there is one scary thing with a bear. But even then, that's kind of played up for laughs. So, overall, Goodbye Donglis, not my favorite, but it's definitely something that I feel like should be watched, especially from such a critically acclaimed director who, for a first feature film, this is actually really good. And if you haven't seen her anime series, which she has had some really good ones, like the Pet Girl of Sakuraso, and I'm sure this one's a bit mixed with people, but you can't deny the direction. No Game, No Life. She knows what she's doing, and she's really good as a director. She is an amazing director. So definitely go watch her shows after you see this movie, or before. You know, see, see the movie if you want. I'm not your dad. But that's about all I got. I really do hope that if you do go see Goodbye Donglis, you have a great time with it. Or at least you get more out of it than I did. If you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat, on Twitter at OurAnimeHome, or you can email me recommendations at OurAnimeHome at gmail.com. If you want to support what I do, you can also donate to the Patreon, or you can buy me a tea at the Buy Me a Tea. And yeah, thank you for listening to another episode of The Home for Anime, and I am...